All right, welcome back to another episode of the Carter Cast. I'm your host, Carter Bond. With me today, our sweet, sweet Dylan Wilkerson is back. He's doing college basketball with us. Connor can't be on this one. Dylan said, I'm in. Coach, coach, put me in. He's here with us. Dylan, how you doing, man? It's been a minute. I'm doing well. I heard Connor wasn't going to be on. I was like, oh, Carter, come on, just call on the JV team. Bring me in. But uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. We're bringing in varsity right now. I uh, I will say, fair disclaimer before we get started, I have been awful in college basketball this year. So if you guys hear this, you're like, oh, this Dylan guy you know, might know what he's talking about. He was decent in football, college football. No. If, if you hear what I say, just do the opposite. But I'm going to try my best to find us some winners. Yeah, that's the other thing. You're, pro- you're most likely just due. You're, you're, at some point, you got to be due to win. Those are famous last words, Carter. Yeah, exactly. Very <laughs> true. Very true. All right. Uh, so th- let's just start this off. This is how we're going to do this thing. Before we get into it all, uh, I want to say we're going to start off in the top left, and then we're going to move over to Houston's bracket, the Midwest, and then we're going to go down to the east, and then we're going to go down to the west. So a little flip-flop zigzag. I'll put the graphics on if you're watching on YouTube, uh, YouTube, CarterCast.com, Spotify, Wherever you're watching, you'll see it on the screen. We'll put up uh, the bracket, the teams, whatever we're talking about. We're going to put the spread and the totals on there as well. So you'll see that. If you're listening on audio, we will make sure to let you know what it is. And we're going to go through this each game. We're going to give uh, like a spread or a total pick, whatever we're feeling in that game. And then we're also going to say who we like in our bracket. We're not going to go through our entire brackets and all that. But we will go through each of the first round games. We'll give our final four picks, and we will also give our national title picks. At the end of each region, we will pick our winner for that region. Uh, anything else I should bring up? I think that covers the format. I'm excited to get into it. I, I was filling out brackets today. I felt like a kid in a candy shop, Carter. It took me back to high school, mm-hmm. watching the games in class and everything. Uh, I'm I'm pumped, man. Every dude at work today, every single guy at work today is just filling out brackets. You think you're sending an email, then you're sitting there sweating out Memphis versus FAU. It's it's the best time of year. This is the best week in sports. And if you're listening right now and you're like, why does he sound so raspy? I apologize. I was at the ACC tournament all last week. You probably saw, you probably heard, and then Duke won it. Of course, I was going to lose my voice. I was there all week. I retired Jim Beheim last week. I lost my voice after that. <laughs> Thursday was a, just an absolute disaster with the throat. Uh, Jim Beheim retired. We retired Jim Beheim. We retired Tom Brady. Dylan, who's next? <laughs> Who are we going to retire on this podcast? Oh, man. I would love to see Ryan Day retire. I wouldn't mind retiring him. I wouldn't we, mind retiring. We're, we're doing work on that one. If we could retire Urban Meyer brick by from brick. Fox. <laughs> if we could somehow retire an announcer and or a, a commentator and get Urban Meyer out of Fox, I think we should go for that one next. <laughs> I think that, that's very attainable, I think. I think we could definitely do that. Um, you said something you wanted to talk about the Big East before we yes, start? Yes, I, I wanted to bring up a hypothetical because I, I was stuck in a pickle, and I was like, I wonder what Carter and Connor and Grant would do in this situation. So I had two winners, two bets on uh, winners for the Big East. I placed them before the regular season had even ended. It was Xavier and Creighton, I think. And we got to the semis, and I was in a situation to where I didn't know what the brackets looked like. And in your opinion... If you have two bets like that and both teams are still alive, would you rather have those teams play each other in the semis so you know you have one team guaranteed in the championship? Or would you rather have one team playing on one side? I'll do it over here. One team playing on one side, one team playing on the other, so you either have the chance of them playing each other in the finals or the chance that they both lose and you're out with nothing in the finals. This is an easy answer for me. I want one in each game. 
I want one in each oh, game. See, I don't know if that's like the gambler in me or like because if you're risk adverse, you're obviously like I just want one in there. I want to guarantee myself one team in there. I want both in each game. Like yeah, you can get screwed, but if you like the teams you you bet on, I say you roll with it. Like it feels like worst case scenario, you get one in there. So. That's a that's a fantastic question for me. I know it's a person to person basis thing. I like having uh, I like having one in each game because also if you're watching both games, you're like, all right, I got something to go for. Yeah, I'm with you too. And I had Creighton and Xavier, and they of course played each other in the semis, and Xavier got blown out in in the finals to Marquette. But it, that leads us into one of the games in the South region. I'll I'll save it, but I'm in a similar situation already in the round of 64. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll preface this right now. I haven't taken very many futures yet. I will, obviously, but the only futures I have right now, I've already mentioned them on the show. It's ACC teams. I have Duke to make. I have Duke to win the national title at sixty to one and fifty to one. It's now down to thirty to one. I also have Duke to make the Final Four. I have that at sixteen to one and at twelve to one. That is now down to plus seven fifty. And I also took NC State to make the Final Four at plus 5,000 or 4,500, something like that. They're down to 3,500. And then I also have them to win the title at like 15, 20,000. That's a joke, but whatever. Uh, those are the only ones I have right now because I watch, I watch more ACC basketball than anywhere else. I'm sure you guys can tell that. Uh, but I also watch a lot of other college basketball. And I've watched a lot of these teams, and it's time to put it to the test here. I know we don't talk about a lot of these teams on the podcast as much because college basketball, not that many people want to hear about January college basketball and whether San Diego State is a legit team in the Mountain West or not. No, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> but uh, we ready to get into this thing? Let's do it. All right. Let's start off top of the bracket. The number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament, the controversial some are calling the convicts. That's a little strong. Uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide will be playing the winner of who knows. I believe it's Texas, Texas A&M Southern? Corpus. Okay, yep. Texas A&M Corpus Christi or Southeast Missouri State or yeah, it's that one. <laughs> Whatever it is, um, there's no spread on the game. No nothing. We're obviously picking Bama. I don't think we we need any discussion on this one. Going Bama. I could make some jokes here about. Yeah, I, I like my job too much. Though. Yeah, I like my job too much, but I'm going Bama. All right, yeah. I mean, you can't. You got to go Bama there. Uh, real quick on Bama, let's just say this. How do you like Bama going forward in this tournament? I don't hate them from what I've seen. You know, Brandon Miller honestly has played very good basketball even in the midst of whatever's going on. Uh, I do think from the little college basketball that I've watched, none of these teams are unbeatable like we saw with Kentucky in the early 2010s or, or – uh, you know, even Duke for that stretch there. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, Alabama. I feel like there's a couple teams even in the South that could beat them. Same way with Houston, same way with Kansas. So it's going to be interesting to see how these one seeds, you know, make their way down throughout their brackets. I like Bama a lot. Um, you're right. You mentioned it. You hit it on the nail there that they aren't unbeatable or anything like that. Uh but I, I mean, I like them to make a run. They have a very favorable, favorable first two to three rounds. Mm-hmm. I think you know when you look at the four or five seeds they're going against in San Diego State, Virginia, Bama matches up perfectly. I'm, if Bama and Virginia are playing in the Sweet Sixteen, I don't care what the spread is. I would take Bama alternate line minus twenty. They would kill this Virginia team. They would kill. Really, them. you don't Absolutely. think Virginia? 
I don't want to get too into future games, but Virginia couldn't, you know, slow them down at all with how slow they play and the defense that they play. If they had more talent, they could, but they just don't have the talent to keep up with an offense. We saw in the Duke game, once Duke went up by 10, they were kind of toast. We'll get into that one in a minute. Let's move on to the actual games, actual spreads right here, starting off in Birmingham, Alabama, the first game of the tournament to kick off everything, 12-15 Eastern on CBS, Maryland, 8-seed Maryland at West Virginia, or not at, but versus West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia's minus two and a half in this game. The over-under is now down to 137 and a half. Dylan, what do you have in this game, and who are you picking for your bracket? I'm picking West Virginia. I'm always going to take the more experienced coach. And, you know, Bobby Huggins playing in the Big 12, who, you know, I'm a Big 10 guy, but the Big 12 was probably a tougher conference for basketball than the Big Ten was this year. Uh, so I'm going to take West Virginia. And then we're riding a pick. I don't I don't want to take your steal your thunder here, but this was a game we're, we're riding on, right? Yeah, the first time in history, I'm the one that suggested the under. I love the under in this game. This is going to be a rock fight. Both teams mm-hmm. are very, very, I, I, like, they, let's look at here, right here. They foul all the time. They foul constantly. And also, it's the first game. It's the first tip-off. It's a noon tip-off. Guys are going to be slow. Guys are going to come out sluggish. Uh, it's going to be a rock fight. This feels like one of those games, first to 60, kind of wins. Yeah, I hear that. And I, I want to add in a little tidbit. I'm going to preface preface this whole conversation. I don't know much about the individual teams. I don't know much about the players. But I can give you a a glimpse into the college basketball betting ecosystem. And I will say teams with 60% or more of the bets on the spread, 56, 80, and 5%. I'm sorry, 56, 80, and 5 against the spread since 2016. So come game time, I know this is the first game. If you're looking to get on the action, check on the action app, see how many tickets are on what side. Maybe fade the public here. It's proven to be pretty profitable in the round of 64. I don't hate that theory. I'm always a fade the public guy. But my pick in this one, and we're going to have all our picks laid out. Um, I'll have you send them to me. We'll post it online uh, before Thursday morning. We'll probably post it Wednesday evening once we get it all finalized. I have West Virginia Moneyline in this game, and I have under 138.5 for two units. And I also like West Virginia first half money line as well. I think West Virginia is going to make Maryland's life some hell in that first half. It's going to take Maryland a little bit to get in the game. I like West Virginia to go up early and kind of play defense and hold that lead throughout the game. Um, Also, Maryland hasn't done well against teams that like to muck it up. Talking about they lost to Rutgers. They lost to Tennessee. Big-time defensive teams. That's what West Virginia Mm -hmm. is. They like to press you. I think think West Virginia is going to come out on top of that one. I'm picking them in my bracket as well. All righty, let's get going here. Moving on. Going through the action app right now, getting this pulled up. Alrighty, we have College of Charleston versus San Diego State. <laughs> this is in Orlando. This is uh let's see here. The spread is San Diego State minus five and a half in the classic five twelve upset matchup. The over under is one forty one and a half. Dylan, what do you have in this game? So five twelve matchup, five seeds, fifteen, twenty-four, and one against the spread against twelve seeds since two thousand twelve. So if you're a betting man, I would say probably take Charleston. Every talking head that I've heard, if they're talking about upsets, this is one that they're tending to lean towards. Um I would just go with them. I don't know what I don't know what you're thinking, but College of Charleston, I've heard that they can shoot pretty well. Um, a lot of the stats don't really back that up for them. They're not statistically a great team on paper, but a lot of people 
like this Charleston team and also don't really like San Diego State and really most of the teams from the Mountain West. College of Charleston gets streaky. They're not consistently shooting at that, you know, they'll go 70% from three or something crazy in the first half of a game, and then they'll get cold. They're very, very streaky. Can be frustrating if you're backing them. I like College of Charleston plus five and a half here. I'm riding them as well. There are two contrasting styles of play here. San Diego State likes to play it slow. They're ranked, like, basically at the bottom in pace. They're down there with, like, mm-hmm. St. Mary's. They're way down there. They want this game to be a rock fight. They want this to be a race to 60. College of Charleston wants this to be a race to 80. So going to be clashing there. The thing is, I don't like teams that are rely too much defensively in the tournament. I know defense does win championships in sports. I understand that. But at some point, someone's going to get hot against you in a one-and-done tournament style, and they're going to knock you out. That's why I don't like San Diego State to make a run. I like College of Charleston winning this game. I know it's cliche picking the 12 over the 5, but I like College of Charleston over San Diego State here. I like some other five seeds uh, in this tournament, but San Diego State is not one of them. I'm riding with College of Charleston, plus five and a half. That one's for two units, but we'll uh, we'll go through there as well. Do you have anything else in that game? I'm taking, in my bracket, I'm taking Charleston as well. I, I think I actually placed a bet on them. Uh, I think I got four and a half, so it's not as good a number as you got, but I, I'm going to take them with the bet, and I'm taking them to win in both the brackets that I filled out so far. Nice. Nice. Uh, moving on, the 13-seed Furman Paladins playing against Virginia. We were just talking about Virginia. Uh, they're playing in Orlando on Thursday. They're the second tip-off of the day on True TV. Plenty of impractical jokers ads coming your way on that channel. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, the only time you need True TV is these two days. These two days are the only time you need True TV. But anyhow, UVA is minus five and a half. The over-under is 132. Uh, Dylan, what do you have on this game? I love Furman here. I, I don't. I can't really tell you why. Furman. They oh, I shoot can tell great. you why. I can tell you why. Why? Tell me. Because Virginia stinks. This Virginia team is not a good Virginia team. Talent, talent wise, like yeah, they have experience. Yeah, they play really hard defensively. They have a great coach, but offensively, they cannot get it done. We saw in the ACC tournament, they can't put teams to bed. That's what really scares me. Virginia doesn't blow out teams. They only won by double digits twice in the ACC this season. And in a bad ACC with a team like Louisville, who's 4-26, and Georgia Tech won like 10 games, Florida State won 9 games, and you couldn't beat teams by double digits. That's what really scares me with this Virginia team. That's why I'm also big, big, big on Furman. One of my favorite plays in this tournament. Furman plus 5.5. I'll be on the money line as well. And going back to the College of Charleston game, and this Furman game, my favorite bet in the NCAA tournament, I told you before the show, is race to 10. <laughs> I love race to 10. I love teams that can get out, shoot the ball, and just let it fly early on because these teams are amped up, especially these lower seeds are amped up for these games. Virginia, they've been there before. They're going to come out slower. I love Furman to go out there, race to 10. I love College of Charleston, race to 10, and I'll give my other race to 10s as we go through this bracket. But Furman... One of the top three-point shooting teams, they average, let's see here, they average 82 points per game. They're eighth in the country in points per game. UVA's 279th in the country in points per game. And the issue is for Virginia is 
if Furman goes up 10, they're not Virginia's not coming back in this game. And so it's a lot like, remember the two years ago, the Patriots with Mac Jones, everyone's like in love mm-hmm. with that Pats team. They were winning games. They were winning them gross. They were winning them 17-10, 27-13, your kind of football. But you knew in those <laughs> games that if Mac Jones goes down two scores, the Pats can't win. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and I can see the the correlation you're drawing there. It's worth noting, if you're playing Virginia and you can score 70 points, you're probably going to win because I'm looking at their scores, and very rarely does Virginia even get close to the 70-point mark. No. And the, t- the times they've played, like, fast offenses, good offensive, Miami, Duke, they haven't been able to hang in there. So I'm with you. I like Furman. I have them to win. I do also have a legitimate wager placed on them to cover the, the five, four, five and a half, whatever five it is. Five and a half, yeah. And it's also worth noting that Virginia's Bennett seven and thirteen against the spread in attorney with Virginia. He's the third least profitable coach against the spread in the tourney since two thousand nine. So I it's a great opportunity. Great opportunity to fade Virginia here. And probably most of those covers were in the twenty nineteen tournament anyway. So yeah. that's kind of an inflated stat if you look at look at it that way. I love Furman here. Last thing on Virginia I'll touch on is that I uh they didn't impress me at all. I watched them all week in Greensboro. We were like five rows from the court, like really up close. You could see them play. They looked awful against Carolina. Like, yeah, they won the game, but Carolina had that. It could have won that game. No problem. They looked good against Clemson, but, you know, like, okay, you win you, you win one game. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> but the Duke game, as a Duke fan, you were comfortable that whole game. Once Duke went up 10 points, you were saying – I don't know how Virginia comes back from this. They have no shooting. Kihei Clark, I mean, he's a fine average college point guard, but he can't take you. They don't have a guy they can give the ball to and say, hey, give me a bucket, and that's what you need in March. But we talked too much about this game. Let's move on. I have Furman in my bracket there. I believe you do as well, correct? Yep, Furman. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Moving on, a game I am very, very excited to talk about. Let me pull it up here on my phone. Oh, man, the NC State Wolfpack. Creighton is minus five and a half against the NC State Wolfpack at 4 p.m. Eastern in Denver on Friday. Over under 148, a lot of controversy surrounding NC State getting in the tournament over the Clemson Tigers, who beat them three times by a zillion points. Uh, I'll be honest, everyone knows this. I love NC State. I'm all in on NC State. Uh, They have two guards. What wins in March is two guards. You need two guards to win in March. These guys, you can give them the ball, and they can go get you a bucket. Uh, Dylan, I don't know if you've watched a lot of NC State this year being in Big Big Ten country. You're going to watch on 4 p.m. on Friday, DJ Burns is going to, you're going to fall in love. DJ Burns, that's who I need, that's who I'm looking out for? Yeah, DJ Burns is who you're looking out for. He's he's like 6'10", 6'11", 300 pounds. He is a beautiful, especially seeing him in person, just, just a beautiful human being. I'll keep an eye out. This is actually the one game I alluded to earlier where we talked about having bets on both teams and where you want to see them. I have bets on both these teams to win the national title. So NC State was courtesy of you. You put me onto that, and then I took Creighton on my own. And uh, I picked Creighton. I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't know anything about these two teams, but I'm taking Creighton, uh, and, and we'll see. Yeah, that's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Um, this is a blind overpick for me. Both these teams like to run and gun. Both these teams like to score. Both these teams don't play very good defense. Uh, so I like a blind over here at 148. One of my favorite picks here, actually. But 
Uh, I have NC State in my brackets, obviously. Um, I'm not going to take them on the spread, though. I already have too much going on them with futures and stuff. I'm just going to let that ride. I don't want to bother with the spread because I feel like if NC State loses this game, they might lose it by a good good chunk because I think if one of their guards gets hot, they win the game outright. So I would lean towards just taking the money line than even going mm-hmm. with the points in this one. I don't think NC State keeps it close. I think they win if it's a close game. Sounds good to me. All right, let's move on real quick. We have this game. This game's kind of gross. I couldn't, like, this is one of those I have no interest in watching. Like, it'll be on, obviously, because I'll have four TVs. I got three proje- three TVs and a projector ready to roll right now, getting ready for Thursday, going to set it up tomorrow. Um, but it's Baylor versus UC Santa Barbara. Uh, this game's at 1.30 Eastern on Friday. UC Santa Barbara does nothing good. Like, I know you're a big stats guy. I'm sure you may have looked at the stats in this game. They do nothing impressive. Like, not one part of their game is like, you know what? That's good. They kind of take efficient shots, but that's about it. Like, I've only watched one Santa Barbara game this year, and by no means was I impressed. Yeah, I I don't have any stats for you here. You, uh, California Santa Barbara, 2021, they played, I think, Seton Hall or Creighton, and they covered it was a very close game down to the wire I had the money line too they ended up losing uh so this is kind of like a loyalty play they were there for me they covered the spread it was a big play so I'm going back with UC Santa Barbara Baylor also doesn't play great when they're not home I think they are three and three at neutral site I can't remember their away record off the top of my head but I look for an opportunity here for an upset. I'm I'm going with loyalty. I'm going with the Gauchos, I believe they are. On the bracket or money line or on the bracket and a spread bet. Okay. Okay. Um, That's the beauty you get when you get a, a non-college basketball expert in yeah. here. You get the, you get the craziness. <laughs> well, and also, I appreciate the loyalty factor because when you're watching those Thanksgiving tournaments and you're looking at, oh, I like Kennesaw State in this game. I'm just going to throw a little bit on there. And Kennesaw State has a miracle cover. You never forget about those teams. And clearly, this is Exhibit A. I mean, this is a perfect example. <laughs> um, I just don't think Santa Barbara does anything good. Uh, Jai Mitchell's not uh, – he's a fine player. Um I like Baylor, 10.5, kind of a lot of points in, in a game. I don't know if I like anything in this game, really. Maybe I'll go under when it's all it's all said and done. Games in Denver, uh, altitude's going to be affecting them second half. Guys are going to get tired, tired mm-hmm. legs. So maybe I'll go under there. But, I uh, yeah, and the spread, and if I forgot to mention, the spread is 10.5. Do you have it on you? Uh, I'm Pulling it up, let's see. Oh, Baylor minus 11.5, and the over-under is 143.5. Yeah, I kind of like the under there. And last thing on UC Santa Barbara, their hardest game this year was at Fresno. That was their hardest game. They haven't played anybody. It's that Mountain West, Carter. Come on, it's t- they breed them tough over there. And they lost. They lost to Fresno. <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, speaking of the Mountain West, let's move on at 140 Eastern. On Thursday, the Missouri Tigers are playing against the Mountain West Utah State. Utah State minus one and a half in this game. I was kind of surprised by that spread. That has actually flipped, I believe. I think Boise, or wait, no, they're not playing Boise. I think Missouri's now, I'd have to double check. Maybe I'm thinking of Boise check, State. Check FanDuel while we're, we're, all, we're talking about it right now. I have on the action app, Utah State minus one and a half, Moneyline minus 120. Over under 155, which is very high. I would lean under there, even though these teams 
have high pace, shoot a lot. There's probably going to be a lot of fouls with how physical uh, Missouri plays. I don't know. Utah State's been very good to me. Ryan Odom, great friend of the show, coach of the Utah State Aggies. He, If you don't know, he was the coach at UMBC when they beat Virginia. I hate Virginia. This is a coin flip game. The 7-10-8-9s are always a coin flip. You're going to get screwed one way or the way or another in these games. Like you always do. Um, I'm going to go Utah State. So you're right. It is one and a half. I was thinking of Boise Northwestern that, uh, that yeah, got I, it Yeah, that one's been flipping. The uh, – Utah State won in 18 in, in their tournament games so far. And I think the existence of the program. No, it's the last 19 tourney games. Lost nine straight up. I'm going to have to go with Missouri here just based on that. I, I don't see how we could favor a team that's won one tournament game in its last 19. So I'm going to go Missouri for the bracket. I, I don't think I'm going to play anything on it, but I know, I know you're a Utah State guy, so I'm sorry to break that. Mainly just for the relationships, but I will be taking a unit on Utah State, and I will be uh, picking them in my brackets. But let's get through this region real quick. Uh, last game, we have the Arizona Wildcats versus Princeton. The Ivy Leagues always scare me. If like whenever I you know Duke has to go against them, Duke win against Yale a couple years ago. Ivy Leagues are a little scary to go against. We have Arizona minus 14.5, over under 154.5. This Princeton team is not the same as those older Princeton teams in the early 2010s that are backdoor cutting, beautiful passes. They run a hockey-style offense. It's not quite as that. It's not quite like that. I think this Arizona team rolls. I've got Arizona minus 14.5 for one unit in this game. I love this Arizona team. They're so physical. They play so fast. They're just they, I just love the way Tommy Lloyd has those guys playing. Uh, Arizona minus 14.5. Love them rolling in this game and obviously have them in my bracket. So I've I've watched a couple Ivy League games, and I've I've lost enough Ivy League unders to know that these teams can <laughs> score. Like They can Yale, hit free throws. They can hit free throws. Heck, yeah. You know they're just practicing for hours a day at practice. No, <laughs> nothing else except free throws. But uh, I, I do like uh, I like the over here at 153.5. You're exactly right. Arizona plays fast. They can score. And these Ivy League teams have proven they can too. Princeton, Yale's the one that comes to mind, but Princeton can as well. Cornell, uh, they're all pretty much cut from the same breed. So I would take the over. I have Arizona advancing, but if there was one 15 seed I would keep an eye out for, I think it'd be Princeton. Really? Well, I feel yeah, the exact but- opposite about every other of these two seeds. I'll tell you right now, I think one, I, I'm not going to say one in particular, one specific one, but I do really think that one of these 15 seeds win this year, whether it's a Colgate, whether it's a Princeton, Vermont, or whether it's a UNC Asheville. I think one of them does pull out a win in this game, and it could be against Arizona. I just really like Arizona and how they're playing. They're rolling right now. They killed the back 10 or the Pac-12, whatever that conference is called, that it won't be a conference <laughs> anymore, whatever that tournament is. They rolled in that. They look great. Uh, in the South region, the one we just talked about, who do you have coming out in your final four? It's chalk, but I have Bama. I, from what I've seen, they're just they're clear cut the best team out of that division, I guess if you want to call it. Yeah, I have Arizona coming out. I have it chalk as the Alabama one two matchup. Alabama Arizona one two in the Elite Eight. My Sweet Sixteen's a little crazy. I have Arizona playing NC State, and I have uh, Charleston playing Alabama. I think Charleston Furman. I, I genuinely believe. Uh, either Charleston or Furman will be in that Sweet 16 game against Bama. I, I have Furman. 
Yeah. So, so I think either one, one of those, I think it's a coin toss between one of those that I think they make it to the second week. And I think they're a prime, prime team to make that kind of run. All right, let's move on. Let's go to the Midwest region. We have the number one seed in here, the Houston Cougars going against Northern Kentucky. Uh, looks like Marcus Sasser will be playing. He is probable. He has been injured lately, um, which is huge for Houston. That makes all the difference. Uh, Houston is currently minus 19.5 over under 122.5. They're playing in Birmingham on what day is it? Thursday. They play on Thursday in Birmingham. Uh, I like Northern Kentucky in this one. I'll be honest, I don't know much about Northern Kentucky. I saw the meme of the guy in the Vikings. I did not watch much of, uh, I think they're in the Horizon League, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I like. I, I mean, I like Northern Kentucky, you know, sounds good. Uh, I'm just worried about Houston with injuries coming out rusty, uh, kind of taking it easy in that first game, getting guys back. Um, and also, when a, when a total is this low and a spread is this high, I usually like to lean with the dog. In the American tournament this week, it was ECU plus 23 against Houston, and the over-under was like 120. It's like, okay, so ECU, therefore, only has to score 45 points to cover, then that's easy they can definitely do that so I think it's similar thing here I think Northern Kentucky they probably lose this game by 17 18 points you sweat out a tight cover but give me Northern <laughs> Kentucky plus 19 and a half for a unit yeah I'm with you there I like Northern Kentucky if if they can dictate the pace they love to play slow they love to play slow so and that's like most of the Horizon League teams like Wright State and, and all them so if they can dictate the pace again a lot of points for a low point total uh, I'm going to go Northern Kentucky, Houston to win, but I think I got I got a decent number on Northern Kentucky too. I think I got it over 20, so like I think 20 and a half maybe. So I'm taking yeah, Northern Kentucky to cover. It looked like it opened at 21 and a half, but yeah, we both have Houston going ahead in that game. Uh, moving on the eight nine game, these eight nine games are just brutal to pick. They always are every single year. Iowa versus Auburn. This is in Alabama once again, and that's why I bring this part up. I I keep mentioning the sites of these games. Uh, real quick, the spread is Auburn minus one over under one fifty two and a half. I love Auburn in this spot because it's a home game. They get to play a home game as a nine seed. That's so unfair. Obviously, there's going to be Alabama fans there, but that's a totally different session. Alabama fans aren't just going to go to the Auburn game to go to the Auburn game. They're going to the Alabama session. So Iowa Auburn. I mean, Auburn gets a home game as a nine seed is so unfair to me. It's insane. It's like in twenty seventeen. They let South Carolina as a seven seed play in South Carolina. That should not happen. That should not happen if a four seed like Virginia can gets an opportunity to play in Greensboro or Duke as a five seed gets the opportunity to play in Greensboro. They get sent to Orlando, but a nine seed gets sent to Alabama? That makes no sense in their home state. That's that's ridiculous. I love Alabama here. They're going to have a crazy crowd at this game. Nothing's better than an, Alabama, or an Auburn home game. Uh, I like Auburn beating Iowa. Iowa's trending in the wrong direction. Chris Murray's a great player, but once teams get physical with them, they struggle. Yeah, I'm with you too. I like Auburn because it's pretty much a de facto home game. Uh, it's worth noting Auburn is currently very slight underdog. I think it's a half a point. The underdogs in the 8-9 games, 30-22 against the spread. So if we're looking at that, I would say Auburn. Also, Frame McCaffrey, I don't think he's done very well in the tournament as of recent. I'm not sure the last time he's seen it in Elite Eight. But I'm going to take Auburn here with you. Yeah, they, I was a choke team. And also, yeah. I'll preface this before we go into our remaining picks. I'm not a Big Ten guy. Big Ten doesn't do well in March. They're a regular well, season well, conference. 
that's not really true because Michigan, they do very poorly in the regular season. Last year, made the Sweet 16, and they were a bubble team. They beat Tennessee. They were the best Big Ten team. That's the problem. Well, uh, what do you want me yeah, to say? I'm exactly. not called basketball guy, yeah. Carter. No, what do you want me to no, say? You guys can have your 10-13 football games, have your low-scoring football <laughs> games. Let the ACC, <laughs> let the Big 12 handle all the basketball stuff going on here. Speaking of the ACC, we're moving on to the ACC, going towards uh, a team that should be playing in Orlando, Miami. Miami's playing against Drake, which is a brutal matchup if you're a Miami fan. Drake and Oral Roberts were the two 12 seeds you didn't want to see. And, of course, you know, the teams I have the most money on going to win the national title get to play the hardest first-round matchups <laughs> with the 12 seeds. Uh, let's see here. I have it pulled up. They're playing in Albany, New York. Like, this makes no sense. This is just silly. Like they, It's like they don't want to sell tickets. Um, <laughs> here we go. Miami's minus 2.5 over under 147. Uh, 5-12, it's only a two-and-a-half-point spread. People love Drake in this game. Love, love, love Drake in this game after dominating Bradley. I'm on the Miami train. I'm riding the Hurricanes. I know Ormir, I don't know what his injury status is. It says it's day-to-day. I don't know if he's playing or not. Miami's got experience. They've got a really good coach. And we sometimes we put a little too much stock into conference tournaments. And Duke's a good team, and they hung with Duke without Ormir. They're a good, good team. This is the tough matchup for Drake, in my opinion. I think if you're Drake, you would have killed to play San Diego State or you would have killed to play St. Mary's instead of Miami. I really like Miami in this matchup. I think people are overreacting to the 5-12 matchup in the conference tournament championships. Uh, I like Miami minus 2, minus 2.5, whatever it is. If it gets down below minus 130 for the money line, I would just take the money line. Don't screw around with points. Yeah, I've I've caught myself on the wrong side of some Miami unders as well. Um, so I know Miami can score. I haven't watched much ACC basketball, but I can I can look at a score just like anybody else. And if I don't I don't know if Drake can keep up. So I have no bet, but I am taking Miami in my bracket, and I'm also riding with you, Miami to I think Miami to the Final Four and Miami uh, to win it all. Yep, I love Miami to the Final Four. Uh, moving on, Big Ten. You got a, you got a Big Ten game right here, finally, uh, and this is a this is a tough matchup. <laughs> I, In, I have a stat for this one. I'm excited. Indiana, the four seed Indiana Hoosiers are playing the 13 seed Kent State Golden Flash. Uh, Indiana minus four and a half over under is 140 and a half. Give me your stat for this one before we get into this. So I have Indiana winning and advancing, but. The MAC champion has covered in six straight opening round games in the tournament. So I'm not going to take it, but if you like Kent State here, I watch the MAC championship. They seem like a fine team. And if you, Indiana, if you catch them on the wrong day, you can beat them. But uh, I don't, I like Indiana to advance, but maybe take Kent State to cover. I don't know how to feel about this Indiana team. It feels like they should be better than they are, but when you watch them, it feels like they've overachieved this year. It's a funky, funky team. Like, watching the Big Ten tournament, obviously, and then watching the Big Ten throughout the season, like, some one, at one point, they look like a Final Four team. At another point, they look like an NIT team. You never know what you're going to get with Indiana. So, that part kind of scares me. I would never lay the points with them in this game. I would never lay four and a half points. Kent State can play with anybody. I'm going to ride Kent State plus four and a half. I like that. I don't know if they win this game. 
In my bracket, I would probably pick Kent State just because I need an upset in this bracket, so in this region. So I'm going to roll with Kent State. I wouldn't take the money line. Just give me the plus four and a half, I think. And also, go, who, who doesn't love Mac basketball? Mac basketball, Mac football, Mac field hockey, all mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, all of it. Uh, moving on real quick, we have Iowa State versus the winner of Tuesday's game, Mississippi State or Pitt. Real quick, Mississippi State or Pitt, uh, you're probably listening to this Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon. The game's on tonight. We're recording this Monday night. I love the under in that game, 133. Love that under. Already. That's going to be gr- that's going to be a gross, gross game in Dayton. Already on it. Riding with you. Love I it. I like it. Uh, Iowa State versus one of the Tuesday teams. I like one of the Tuesday teams. I'm with you. I, I love. I think Mississippi State's going to win, and I think Mississippi State's going to beat Iowa State. Uh, betters taking 11 seeds money line are up 36 units since 2004, uh, and 11 seeds are over 500 against six seeds in the first round, 25 and 23 since 2004. So if you're gonna, if you like any of these 11 seeds, whether it's a play-in or one that's already known, this is just one specifically I like. Mississippi State, I think they win the play-in, and I think they'll take care of Iowa State. Yeah, I, I think even if Pitt wins, I think they take care of Iowa State too. I, I find whenever you click on your ESPN stuff, you get either or. And I like either or to beat Iowa State. Iowa State's trending downward, and you mentioned six seed is sneaky a curse. It's sneaky work. Mm-hmm. We always talk about the five twelve, but six eleven has been terrible in recent years, as you mentioned. And then also, we always like to fall in love with six seeds. But Brandon Anderson of Action Network had a beautiful tweet today. He said only one six seed in the last five tournaments have made a Sweet Sixteen. That is ridiculous. That is, that is a crazy. phenomenal stat to know. Iowa State trending downward. I like whatever Tuesday team wins. I think Pitt, Mississippi State, whoever it is, is going to make it a weird game for Iowa State. Winning on Tuesday gives you confidence. You're going to roll into Thursday, and you're going to be ready to roll. Uh, or Friday. They play Friday? Okay. Well, I'm all mixed up with my days here. <laughs> the games are going to be on 12 to 12 Eastern, uh, Thursday and Friday. You're going to sit in front of your couch, eat, gain 15 pounds, and watch basketball and gamble on every game. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great time. But let's move on. Kennesaw State versus the 14 seed. Kennesaw State versus the three seed is Xavier in Greensboro. Xavier is minus 11 and a half. Over under is 151 and a half. Not too many stats for me in this game. I just don't like backing Xavier in the tournament. They're a tournament team that's a classic choke job. They've never made a Final Four. I don't ever like them making a run. They're a team that always disappoints, it feels like. Kennesaw State, the closest team in the Greensboro region, playing in Greensboro and Atlanta, Georgia. They're coming there. First NCAA tournament ever. They're going to come out hot and fired up. I like Kennesaw State first half plus six and a half for a unit. And I'm going to sprinkle the money line for half a unit. I think it's like plus 250. That's not bad. I don't, I don't hate that. I know I know you like points. I know you're an overs guy. Xavier Sean Miller, head coach, obviously. Eight and two to the over in the tourney in his time at Xavier. So if you think that Kennesaw State's going to come out firing, Xavier's probably going to reciprocate that if you want points. Also worth noting, Sean Miller, 17-11-2 against the spread as the head coach of Xavier in the college tournament. So I, I might actually end up playing the over. I like that, and what you said is exactly right. Kennesaw State's going to be pumped up. I think they come out swinging. And I think Xavier showed me this year that they can match it, and hopefully it's just points, 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 points. I can't wait. I, we're just talking right now. I just can't wait for this week. I just, I just <laughs> this is just the best. This is amazing. I'm so excited. Uh, moving on, the seven ten matchup: Texas A&M, the seven seed versus Penn State, the ten seed. 
Uh, Texas A&M minus three. The over-under is 134.5. Weird game because Texas A&M should arguably arguably be a six seed. They really got shafted into that seventh spot. I like Texas A&M to win here. Three is kind of a lot of points in a 7-10 matchup, but I'm still going to ride A&M. Penn State didn't impress me at all this year. A&M can play with anybody in the country. Tyrese Radford is a dog. I love watching Tyrese Radford play. Shout out Henry Coleman, old Duke player. Uh, I'm riding with the Aggies in this one. I'm going Penn State here. Number one, Big Ten loyalty. Number two, they're getting hot at the right time. And even in that Big Ten championship game, they never gave up against Purdue until until the final Very buzzer. True. They were they were in it. They wanted to play. They wanted to win it. And uh, that says a lot going into the tournament. I think they're getting hot at the right time. So I have Penn State to advance, but I'm not gonna not gonna play anything. Kind of similar trajectories for these teams. Both went to their conference championships. Both lost. Um, playing against each other right now. I'm just gonna go A and M. I have them in my bracket. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the minus three. I don't feel great about it. Uh, are you worried? I'm I'm kind of worried that Penn State's coach is gonna leave, and that might be a little underlying storyline going into this tournament. I'll be honest, had no clue that he was even thinking about leaving. So yeah, Big East is after him. Isn't that the same with? Uh, we'll get to it eventually, but Iona Patino. Oh, or we'll get yeah. to it. Okay, we'll get to okay. it. We'll get to my sweet, sweet Patino. Last game in this re- in the Midwest region, we have Texas, the two seed versus 15 seed. Colgate, not the toothpaste, the university. Uh, Texas minus 13 and a half, over under 147 and a half. This is the game we were talking about earlier. I love, love, love Colgate race to 10 here. I bet you can get it at like plus 250 in this one. I love that. They shoot number one in the country from three. The plus 14, I love that full game spread. Colgate every which way in this game. I think they are going to make this a tough game for Texas. I think Texas pulls out. I think this is going to be a close game. This is one to watch out for. 15 seed could be to two. So I found an interesting tidbit here. I'm taking Texas to win. Uh, I don't have any bets, but I have Texas going on in my bracket. Since 1985, 10 teams have had an interim coach in the tournament. Five lost in the round 64 or earlier. Four made it out of the first weekend. One, Steve Fisher won it all with Michigan. Yeah. Do you think you think we see a repeat here? <laughs> I don't. I don't. No. No interim nah. coach luck. No. I uh, coming out of this region. I'm assuming you have Texas coming out then, right? Let me see. No, I don't. I have Miami. I have Xavier. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Ohio, Ohio, baby. I got, I got my, I got Miami. I love Miami. Jim Laranega, such a good coach. It's time for him to make a Final Four at Miami. Did it at George Mason. Uh, obviously, you know we we got the futures on Miami, so we're gonna roll roll with the Canes in that one. Uh, let's move on to the East region real quick as I get this pulled up. Purdue and Fairleigh Dickinson. Come on, Fairleigh Dickinson money line is. Put the house on it. My my brother-in-law is the Northeastern Conference, uh, what was it, Spring Student Athlete of the Year. He was catcher for Fairleigh Dickinson. There you so go. I, so you kind of have to ride them. Yeah, they're going to watch the game in Dayton. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping because this game's in Columbus, I'm hoping they win. Maybe I'll go watch in Columbus. But it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> Getting this pulled up right now, so we'll move on real quick. Uh, Purdue plays on... Friday, the 7:50 game Eastern uh, against Fairleigh Dickinson. Whoever wins on two or Tuesday, Wednesday in the play-in, 
Uh, Purdue's going to win probably by a lot. I think Purdue is, you know, I don't think it's going to be particularly close because Zach Eady, who's going to stop him if you're a 16th seed? I don't even think they keep it close. Kind of like Purdue blind spread, whatever it is, or team total. Maybe team total is the play in that one. I'm I'm going Purdue no matter who they're playing. I'm going to take my time to to cite this trend that I saw that has absolutely no corollary effect, but I'm going to say it anyway. Since 2005, favorites 133, 115, and eight against the spread on Thursday. So some it'd be up 10 units for that. On Fridays, favorites 125, 143, and three down 25.2 units. So if you want to play the favorites. This would say play him on Thursday. I don't know if that's an actual thing, but that, that's a beautiful stat. That's a beautiful <laughs> stat. Thank you for that. that. It makes so much sense in your head, though, because you always feel like you go heavy on the dogs on Thursday. You're like, oh, upsets. It's March Madness. Kind of, you know, can kind of be stale on Thursdays. And then Friday, everything feels like it explodes. Like that first yep. game Friday always feels like it's an upset every time. That's an amazing stat. I think the first game Friday, if I'm not mistaken, is uh oh it's USC Michigan State. There's no upset there either way. <laughs> Boo. Uh, anyhow, let's move on. Eight nine game in the East Region. This is the one I've spent the most time trying to figure out. I don't know this. I I just don't know. I don't know what to pick here. Eight seed Memphis versus the nine seed FAU. Memphis minus two and a half over under one fifty three. Since I don't know who I like in this one, I'm gonna take the points for a unit. Eh, maybe, maybe not even, maybe not even. I'm, I'm leaning FAU. I have FAU right now written down on my bracket. They have been playing phenomenal all year. Memphis got hot in the t- tournament, went against an injured Houston team. Kendrick Davis is a baller. He's can, he's a perfect guy to go crazy in the tournament. Um, but I like the over in this game. Points, 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 points. 153. These teams love scoring points, lots of points. I'm going points in this game. Give me over 153. I don't hate that. I think the stat that I gave at the very beginning of the show about the the public being on, basically fading the public, I think this is going to be a great opportunity to do that with FAU. People are going to see that Memphis just beat the number one seed, Houston, in their conference championship and be like, oh, well, FAU, who's that? FAU plays some pretty good basketball. I watched their conference championship and a couple regular season games. Uh, I like FAU here, and I, I think they win. I already have a wager on that, and... We'll see. I think they, I think they have a good chance of beating Purdue in the next round too, but we don't need to talk about that. I kind of think they do too, but uh, let's move on. My sweet sweet Duke Blue Devils playing Thursday at seven o'clock in Orlando against Oral Roberts on CBS. Uh, Duke is minus six and a half. The over under is one forty six now. Um, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be very transparent here. Uh, Oral Roberts is the right play in this game spread-wise. Duke is rolling right now. Duke is hot. Duke is balling right now. They're playing their best basketball. Oral Roberts is the right play on the spread here. I don't know if Duke wins. I don't know if Duke loses, but I think Oral Roberts plus six six and a half, that's a lot of points. Um, I also like Duke team total. I like Duke team total over 76 and a half. Uh, If you like the over, you'd go over, I guess, but I don't know. I'm kind of putting myself in a pickle there. I'm – I think I'm going to be taking Oral Roberts plus six and a half and then Duke team total over 76 and a half in my bracket. I have Duke in the final four. I'll be honest with you. I can't help myself. <laughs> Sucker for pain. I, uh, I'm with you. I like Oral Roberts. I, I don't think the over is a bad play. They still have Ace Smith and he's just, I mean, he's been killing it all year 
And Oral Roberts, we saw it with the Ohio State game two years ago. They can score, don't play much defense, and, you know, that that's good for points. So I'm on Oral Roberts. I have Oral Roberts to beat Duke, which I want to go on the record. I'm against. I would love for Duke to make a run, win the championship, and then prove that, you know, Krzyzewski was holding this team back the whole time. That's Fine what I would me. love. Fine that's what me. I would love to be proven. But I, I don't even think Duke makes it to the second round. I think Oral Roberts takes care of them. Um, the only worry I have with that is that everybody's going to be on Oral Roberts. And I've talked about the public this whole time and how, you know, fade the public, fade the public, fade the public. And I am the public. I'm going to be the public on this game. I'm public in quite a few of these games. Um, yeah, no. I mean, in my bracket, I'm obviously picking Duke. But I would, if you're going to take anything in this game, I would advise Oral Roberts with the points. Connor Vanover, 7-5 kid. I actually don't think he makes a big impact in this game. I think Derek Lively can handle him. He does not like getting physical, and Duke, the Duke big men can get physical with them. I'm not. I'm more worried about if A. Smith gets hot and the other guard on Oral Roberts gets hot. That's what I'm worried about. I like our guards defensively, but we'll see. I'm very nervous about that. I was very pissed off when we got that draw. Very pissed yeah. off. I thought we should have gotten the fourth seed. Should have been playing. I don't know Louisiana or what's the other one up there. Yeah, like I thought we should have been playing Louisiana and Green. Yeah, no, I would not have wanted Iona. The storyline's <laughs> going into a Duke Patino game. Uh, I thought we were gonna get like Louisiana playing in Greensboro, but we're in Orlando. Hopefully, this will be a big test for Shire. It'll be interesting to see because he obviously answered all the questions so far this year. Swept Carolina, won the ACC tournament. Let's see if he can do it in the NCAA tournament when the lights are brightest. But I, I love John Shire as a coach. He's a breath of fresh air compared to Coach K. It's it's so much better watching Duke interviews, watching Duke games, because he just <laughs> he just gets it, and it's there's no none of the charade behind it. I love John Shire so much uh, on this Duke coaching staff. I hope they win a national title, even if it means it suck it to Coach K. I don't care. Like I'm not a Coach K stand. I think there's a lot more Duke fans than people realize that are like, yeah, don't miss Coach K at all. Okay, I don't know. So I think you'd be very surprised. Uh, it's yeah. But anyhow, let's move on. Uh, Tennessee, the four seed playing against Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, minus ten and a half for Tennessee. Over under one thirty six and a half. I like the Raging Cajuns in this one with this points. Uh, Tennessee trending downwards. They've been really, really bad as of late. Uh, injuries with Tennessee. Uh, it seems like it just comes to a grinding halt here in their season ends. Raging Cajuns like to play fast, like to shoot the ball. Tennessee, defensive team, don't like to really run up the score too much. Uh, so you, if you like Tennessee, you kind of like the under. If you like Louisiana, you think they put up points, you kind of like the over. So I'm going to go Louisiana plus 10.5 just for a unit. I think 10's way too many points for a team that's playing as bad as, as Tennessee has of late. You're exactly right, and it pains me as a Tennessee fan to say, and if my mom's listening, she's a huge Tennessee basketball fan. I'm sorry, Mom. But Rick Barnes, one of the worst coaches against the spread in his time at Tennessee, 19-32 and in the tournament against the spread. Another something worth noting, four, five, and six seeds, 57, 83, and four against the spread in the round of 64 since 2010. So if you're a betting guy, probably go Louisiana here. Rick Barnes, not great against the spread. The stat I just gave. Uh, I think Tennessee pulls it out. I am a big proprietor, I think that's how you say it, of defense in the tournament. I think defense travels. I think defense is is a constant. So I'm going to go Tennessee to win. 
If you like, if you want to bet on it, I would maybe lean towards Louisiana, but I'm I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to go Louisiana. I think they, I think they might squeak out a win in this one. I really do. Uh, let's move on though. Kentucky versus Providence, the six eleven matchup in Greensboro, over under one forty five. The Bryce Hopkins game. Bryce Hopkins played at Kentucky. Now he is at Providence. He was a bench warmer at Kentucky. Did nothing. Now he averages sixteen a game for the Friars. I just don't think Providence is that good. They're a bubble team. Kentucky just has more talent across the board. And Calipari really has no expectations going into this one. Last year, everything's riding on him. Everybody had them in their Final Four national championship picks. Now this year, he kind of gets to fly under the radar a little bit. Providence is kind of teetering. Give me Kentucky in this game. Uh, I think they're minus 3.5 or 4 at the moment. That's that, that makes me feel uncomfortable because I don't like laying a lot in a 6-11 matchup. Um, but I, I would go Kentucky here, especially if you can get it down to like one or two on the live. Yeah, I, I don't have much for this game. I'm taking Kentucky. I just heard bad things about Providence, how you know they they are a bubble team. They haven't done much to impress. They do play in a, a semi-difficult Big East, I suppose. But uh, I'm taking Kentucky to win here. No, no, no bets or anything. All right, I love it. Moving on, in Greensboro, late night tip. Kansas State versus Montana State, 314 matchup in the East region. We have Kansas State minus eight and a half, and the over under is 139 and a half. Uh, this is another sneaky race to 10 pick. The odds might not be that great because th- this, this is a low spread for this game. This is a really low spread. Vegas is respecting the Grizzlies or the Bobcats, whatever they are. Bobcats, Bobcats. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know much about these two teams. I do know Kansas State hasn't played awful on the road, and that's something that I I uh, put a lot of value in. And they did lose early in the Big 12 tournament, but I kind of view that as maybe having some more rest, having some more rest to get ready for the tournament. So I'm going to go with Kansas State here to advance. No, no bet, but I'm taking Kansas State to beat Montana State. Uh, I have late night tip Montana State come out firing Kansas State <laughs> late night tip you know what I'm going here we're going Montana State plus four and a half first half I think Kansas State I think it's close in the first half I think it's like a two three point game you get excited you're up late I think it's gonna be half times like 11 p.m. East Coast time and you're like oh sweet we got a game we got a game <laughs> and then Kansas State kind of like slowly pulls away in the second half so. I'm going to go Montana State first half plus four and a half. Raekwon Battle, he's a dog. Uh, played at Washington. He's awesome. So leading scorer for the uh, Bobcats up there at Montana State. So give me Montana State first half plus four and a half. I have Kansas State moving on. And then to the next game, Michigan State, the seventh seed versus USC, the 10. The first game on Friday, we mentioned that's always a wacky game on Friday is the first game. Uh, we have Michigan State minus two. And we have the over-under at 137.5. I'll start real quick. I have USC plus two in this one with a unit. I like Boogie Ellis, and I like Drew Peterson. I like their talent more on USC. I know everyone says it's January, February, Izzo, April. But guess what? No, no, it's not. When is the last time you really made a run? We always keep saying this. No, it's, it's not happening. USC, they're not a great team but neither is Michigan State. The talent on Michigan State, Joey Hauser, it's, he's not going to be able to compete with Drew Peterson and Boogie Ellis. I think talent outweighs coaching in this one. Give me USC. I'm actually taking Michigan State here. Uh, I, I can't blame you. And I, I'm like what I said, like I can't blame you for taking the other side in a 7-10 game. Like, 
it's a coin flip in all of these. There's a reason it's a one two point spread in every seven ten eight nine matchup. Yeah, and I know a lot of people want to talk about Izzo. I do. I do value the experience here. Uh, if you were looking Absolutely. from a bet. If you're looking from a betting perspective, I would say maybe look towards the over in the round 64 or earlier in the games that Michigan State's involved in. Uh, the over's been 10 and 1 since 2011. So if you're looking for a betting angle, I think maybe look at the over. Uh, but I have Michigan State advancing. All right, let's move on. The 215 matchup, the last game in the East region, we're going to talk about Marquette versus Vermont. Uh, Marquette minus 10 and a half, over under 144 and a half. This is another, like, these 15 seeds? It's only a 10-point spread in a 2-15 game. I don't know if I've ever seen that. These games are usually almost always 15 to 20-plus. A 10-point spread in this game? Uh, Sharps were early. Early money was on the on Vermont in this one. It opened at 12, 11 and a half, now down to 10 and a half. Might even close around 9 and a half. Uh, Marquette needs to be on the lookout because this is a Friday game. You mentioned ha- upsets happen on Fridays. And it's the 245 tip-off. So it's the last game going into that break. You, you always have that 20, 30-minute lull period in between. This is like going to be that last game everyone's tuning in for. Get a little upset action, 215. I'm riding Vermont and the Catamounts plus 10.5 for a unit. I don't hate that. This Vermont team ripped my heart out against UMass Lowell in, the conference, in their conference championship. So I respect them. I think Marquette. You know, I don't have any betting sides or totals. I think Marquette wins and advances, but Vermont might give them some trouble. I I could definitely see that. Yeah, no, I I like Vermont to keep it close in that one. Let's move on. Oh, real quick, in the East region, who do you have coming out? Kansas State. Kansas State. I have Duke. I have Duke coming out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I wasn't going to have Duke coming out. I mean, you kidding me? Duke's one of Duke. Whatever, we'll get into it. Uh, moving on, number one seed Kansas in our final region, the West region. Kansas playing Howard. Kansas minus 21. I don't really have much in this game. I haven't watched a lot of Howard basketball. I'm not going to lie to the audience. No. But guess what? 21 points is a lot of points. Kansas lost in the Big 12 title game. Bill Self is back. I don't know. I If I'm going to take anything, it's probably either going to be Kansas team total or it's going to be Howard and the points because 20 is a lot of points. Yeah, I'm nothing here. I have Kansas, Kansas winning. Yeah, no Kansas bet. in the bracket. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's it, that's just an awful game. This is another hard one. Uh, once again, every eight nine game, Arkansas versus Illinois. Uh, Arkansas minus two and a half over under one forty three and a half. Uh, I'm assuming you're riding with the Illini here. Yeah, Jagan's an Illinois fan, so it kind of pains me to be on his side. But mm-hmm. uh, Big Ten. Got to do it. Eric Musselman is the Arkansas head coach, 5-8 and eight against the spread, too, uh, in the tournament. So, I like Illinois here. They're honestly not a bad team. They've just caught some bad breaks, and uh, I like Illinois to advance here. What scares me is the public is very high on Arkansas. It's 80-20 to 20 on the public right now. On the, the public's public. high on Arkansas? Public has 79% of the tickets are on Arkansas, and 21% are on Illinois, and then 30% of the money's on Illinois. Okay, I have a stat exactly for that. Since 2000, or I guess a trend. Since 2005, only 13 teams have closed with at least 80% of spread bets. Those 13 sides, 2-11 and 11 against the spread. Oh, gosh. It's Illinois. That's written in the stars. Oh, man. On here, I wrote it down for my notes for today. Um, in my bracket, I'm taking Arkansas. 
I don't like anything in this one. I might just bet the over and have fun. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I Arkansas has NBA talent. Illinois has kind of burned me this year quite a bit. Um, I don't know. I just, I, hey, heads or tails, you know? Kind of, yeah, I hear that. And I, I want to add something in real quick because this is my last chance to do it. In the eight and nine seed matchup, whoever whoever ends up winning in the next game, eight seeds win 21% of the time against the one seed, nine seeds only 9%. So hmm. if you have Arkansas, Arkansas winning here or whatever eight seed and other sides of the bracket, they're going to be more likely to beat the one seed than the nine seed, which I thought was interesting. And I really like Arkansas going up against Kansas. I think that's a great mm-hmm. game, and that's a game that feels like that's going to happen on a Saturday afternoon. Does Can't you see – sit there, close your eyes, Dylan, and picture a 2.30 tip-off between Kansas versus Arkansas. You can see it on your TV. I don't know if I can see Kansas-Illinois. And, th- and thank goodness that Arkansas and Kansas are different colors because you could look at the team's name real quick and you just you might accidentally mess it up and think you're looking at the different team. Exactly. It's just yeah, two-letter ba- difference. The bat- battle for Kansas. <laughs> battle for Our the name. Kansas. Our uh, Kansas. Let's see here. This game stinks. I hate this game. Uh, St. Mary's versus VCU in the 5-12 matchups. St. Mary's minus 4.5. Over under 122.5. Gross, gross, gross. St. Mary's ranks 346th in the nation in pace. Uh, if you like, if you or you're if you're an anti basketball person, this is your kind of game. This is under city. Uh, 122 is low. That scares me in the tournament when refs really do like to call fouls. I kind of just like St. Mary's with the points here. Aiden Mahoney seems like he's a perfect suspect to be, you know, a great storyline that a guard that can shoot. But he is a freshman, which kind of scares me. Freshman, sophomore, so I don't know, man. Kind of under here. I'm taking St. Mary's in the bracket. Don't really have much on the game. For the games I'm not sure of, I'll have everything on CarterCast.com and on Twitter. Wednesday night, Thursday morning, go follow us on there. We'll have everything for you. You can send it to me, and I'll, I'll put all your picks on one blog for both of us. I don't, ha- I don't hate that. Oh, yeah. Was that against Oregon? Oh, yeah, that's true. I have St. Mary's winning the five game because I already, I already have two other 12 seeds winning. Or, no, I don't. I only, have, I only have one 12 seed winning now that I'm looking at it all. It's not shaping out how I thought. But anyhow, when you look at your bracket at the end, you always hate it anyways. Uh, but I have St. Mary's moving on in my bracket. We'll look. At, I'll post a pick for that game. I'll have picks. I'm putting a pick in every single game, multiple and some. Player props are coming out. It's going to be insane. Biggest card of my life. I'll put that on record right now. This will be the biggest card of my life on Thursday and Friday. No matter how Thursday goes, I'm coming back to war on Friday. Now, if Thursday and Friday go very bad, Saturday, you know, 
Yeah, Saturday, Saturday we're gonna have to we're gonna have to retreat the forces. Uh, let's move on real quick. We have the UConn Huskies versus the Rick Pitino led Iona Gales. Uh, UConn minus nine and a half, over under one forty three and a half. I think a lot of people are gonna pick Iona here just because of the Rick Pitino factor, and I also think that people are kind of down on UConn a little bit for some reason. I I like UConn here. I don't like them minus nine and a half. I kind of like the over. Uh, I kind of it already moved already. I got it at 143. It's at 143 and a half now. I kind of like the over here. Not too much stats to back it up. Um, I just think Rick Pitino kind of has one foot out the door. I'm picking UConn in the bracket. All right, there we go. Uh, mo- yeah, great dog. Uh, moving on, TCU versus the Wednesday matchup of Arizona State-Nevada. Obviously, no spread on the game yet. I like TCU either way in this one. I don't think Nevada or Arizona State really deserved a shot at the NCAA tournament. I think both of them arguably should have, shouldn't have been in over Clemson. Ridiculous, Carolina was the third team out. They should have been the tenth team out. They had no business being near that. Different story. I like TCU here no matter who they play. Um, I'm going to ride the Horn Frogs. Good stat. I like it. Uh, moving on, Gonzaga at Grand Canyon. Gonzaga's getting a lot of love. The three seed versus the 14. Gonzaga minus 16, over under 156.5. Gonzaga's been getting a lot of love on the early brackets. Everybody on Twitter is Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Gonzaga in a down year for Gonzaga. I don't like the Bulldogs in this one at all. Well, I don't like I like them beating Grand Canyon. Uh, Grand Canyon's not a great team, but they're hitting lights out right now. They're another team. I'll probably consider on race to 10. I'll, I'll put that on cartercast.com when that time comes. Uh, but I like Grand Canyon plus 16 here. That's a lot of points. Gonzaga usually likes to come out slow early on in the tournament. They've proven that time and time again. Uh, I don't have anything on the total on this one, but I'm really down on this Gonzaga team, rightfully so, all season. What did they really show us? They could barely be a terrible BYU team. They could barely be a lot of other teams in the West Coast Conference lost to them against Loyola Marymount. And what wins in March? You need two things. You need great coaching. They do have good coaching. They have Mark Few. He's been to national titles. He's done it. He hasn't won it, but he's been there. But they don't have guard play. You have to have guard play in March to make a run. And that's the scary thing. That's why I like a team like NC State. NC State has two prolific guards that can make that kind of run. Every national title team has two guards that that can do it. And every year we see it. Joel Berry, Nate Britt, even Nate Britt stepped up in that game. Tyus Jones, Quinn Cook, those guys stepped up in those games. Every single year, the, uh, the Baylor guards, I can't remember, Davion Mitchell and I blanking on the other guy's name, they had two guards in that game. You have to have two guards if you want to make a national title run in the in college basketball. That's what it is. March is a guard's time. Gonzaga guards are terrible. They're honestly terrible. Uh, I like Grand Canyon plus 16 here, but I'll take Gonzaga in the bracket. But I have Gonzaga losing in the next round to TCU. Yeah, there you go.
Yeah. Yeah, but then people just see the name Gonzaga and they're like, oh, a three? Grand Canyon? That's a college? Psh, next. TCU? They're a football school? They got killed in the national title? Psh, next. UCLA Gonzaga? Didn't Gonzaga beat UCLA a couple years ago? Psh, next. And then Kansas Gonzaga, you know, whatever. People just see the name and they roll with it, which is fine. If I, I mean, if I didn't watch college basketball, I would look, I would literally look and say, oh, yeah, Arizona, they look cool. National champion. Alabama, they look cool. National champion. I don't know. There's no backing behind it, but I don't like Gonzaga. Their guards are not good, and you need to have good guards in, gar- in March. Uh, Garch. <laughs> uh, 7-10 matchup. It's, uh, Boise State, the 10, versus Northwestern, the 7. Uh, this one is Thursday at 7:35 Eastern True TV game. This is a good. I think every 7-10-8-9 matchup needs to be on True TV. Just put put them all on True TV or like put all the gross games on True TV. Don't put any of the 5-12s on there. 5-12s deserve the prime spots. Um, but anyhow, Northwestern's minus one and a half, and the over/under is 128, which is a low total. But both teams play slow. Both teams like to grit and grind a little bit. I like the I like the Broncos here. Yeah, I know a lot of hate's been coming on the Mountain West. They're zero and eight in their last tournament games. I think the flips. I think the switch is flipped here. I think Utah State wins. I think Boise State wins. But I think I think San Diego State loses. I like Boise State here. I'm not a believer in this Northwestern team. I do like Boo Booey. Boo Booey is like an all time NCAA tournament name. That's what like kind of scares me. But I think whoever wins in this matchup loses the UCLA anyways. So you're not getting killed much here if you miss this pick. I feel like. It is getting late. Mm. Wow. That kind of scared me off. That kind of scared me off. I might switch my pick to Northwestern now. Also, I just love the name Boo Booey, so that's kind of stupid logic there. Let's close here. We got UCLA versus UNC Asheville. I love this game. I'm so excited for this game. These two 15s are phenomenal this year. UNC Asheville can light it up from three. They rank sixth in the nation in three-point percentage. UCLA is out without their best defender in Jalen Clark. They're going to let it fly in from Asheville. They're going to let it go. Drew Pember is a dog. I love watching Drew Pember. Uh, he used to play at Tennessee, now at UNC Asheville. I have UNC Asheville plus 18.5. I'm going to double down. They're now down to 17.5, and, and the over-under is 134.5. I kind of like that over, but I'm going to stay away because I want to be all on that on Asheville here. I'm taking Asheville plus 18.5. I'm taking Asheville first half plus 10, and I'm also going to be taking Asheville race to 10 as one of my favorite plays for this tournament. These teams that can shoot the three ball and let it fly, and they're plus 250, 300 to score the first 10 points, that's great, great value. Because guess what? Anybody can score 10 points and still lose by 15. It doesn't matter. It can be 9 to 10. Yep. Score quick, score them early, let it fly, hit the three ball right away.
Mm, so it brings up that point. Who do you have coming out of the West? Yeah, I don't blame you there. I I was I was sitting there. My my elite eight is UConn versus UCLA. I'm going back and forth. I'm gonna lean UCLA. I am scared though without Jalen Clark. I want to say UConn, but it's UConn or UCLA in my opinion. I think Kansas gets upset in the second round against Illinois or Arkansas. I really do. It feels like a a prime matchup to get uh to get upset. So my final four, as we said on the podcast here, I have Arizona versus Duke. I have Miami versus UCLA in the national title game. I have Duke and I I guess I have UCLA, but I don't love it. And I have Duke winning the national title in Houston. I can't help myself. The hottest team in March. John Shire is my favorite coach in sports right now, even if he wasn't coaching Duke. He's just awesome. Uh, but I have Duke lifting the title in March against UCLA. Who do you have? Or in April. Sorry. Uh, uh, the thing is, there is no way on this earth that there will ever be, ever be a Xavier Kansas State national title game. That just, no. It won't, no. Because when you close your eyes, I can't sit there and think Xavier Kansas State. I see that as like a late Saturday Sweet 16 game that's kind of boring. (laughs) oh no no (laughs) all right well there's our we went through the bracket there it is for you uh, if you have questions, you want to hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on social media. You want to say, Hey, your picks suck. DM us. Our DMS are open. Hit us up. Carter cast Carter BA at Wilkerson, a Dylan. I think I got that right. It's getting late. We're getting a little delirious on here. We had to take a break due to technical difficulties mid show. So it's, it's getting way late. Uh, anything else, Dylan? Uh, we'll do it. We'll we'll do a five hour show. We'll st- we'll start recording at three a.m. tonight if that works. Yep, yep. I know dodging dodging the questions. Do- that, that is. I didn't even think about it. That's why. That's why he's not here because he doesn't want to answer the questions about Carolina missing the tournament. Carolina, number one overall, the first one, number one overall favorite to come into the next year and not even make the freaking 68 field tournament. I mean, that's pitiful. That's pitiful. You're the University of North Carolina and you can't make the tournament being the number one overall favorite. Oh, I am. College in college in college basketball, that's the biggest flop in history. It has to be. That's so bad. 
Uh, when he's back on, we'll give him crap for it. But he's going to take a hiatus probably. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, all our picks will be on there. And last thing, we are going to do a CarterCast bracket challenge. Follow us on at CarterCast on Twitter, at CarterVA, at Wilkerson, a Dylan. We will post it on there. And it will be on CarterCast.com as well. We will post a link on all social media for it. We'll post a TikTok for it as well. Join us at CarterCast on everything. CarterCast bracket challenge. We're either going to do a $5 entry or we're just going to do a $100 grand prize. We'll figure it out. Fall on there. It'll be an ESPN tournament challenge. Nothing weird. Easy enough. You get one bracket per person. We'll figure it out. We'll post it on there. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the show. Subscribe to the YouTube. Thank you, thank you, Dylan, for doing this bracket show last second with me. Really appreciate it. I cannot wait. This is my favorite week of my life. If you told me, hey, Carter, would you rather have Christmas or would you rather have March Madness? I say, sorry, Santa Claus. Christmas is out of here. I want March Madness. March Madness is my favorite holiday. We're, my wife was playing a wedding name game, whatever it's called, the newlywed game or whatever, and they asked, what's your husband's favorite holiday? March Madness. Bam. She got it. That's how, I mean, that's how it is. No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a basketball guy. I'm a basketball guy. I love I love this week more than anything. And if you don't have four TVs set up, you're doing something wrong. Get your four TVs set up. I don't care. One can be an iPad. One can be whatever. You know, I understand different circumstances. We don't unit shame. We don't TV shame here on the podcast. So guess what? Get your four screens out. Make sure you have all four running, whether you're in an office, whether you're at home, whether you're skipping work, whether you're at the casino. Go out. Have a great week. I hope everybody listening kills it on their brackets, kills it betting-wise. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. And check out the CarterCast Bracket Challenge right now. We'll have the link in the bio. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you all next time. Bye.